Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Talk and Trot, Endurance News and Views. I'm Angie Mickelson. And I'm Bridget Helms. Bridget and I have been trying to get this podcast going for a couple of months now, and let's be honest, it's still work in progress. We hope you'll bear with us as we learn what the heck we're doing. (laughs) Our vision for this podcast is to have a place where we can discuss current topics in endurance riding, host interviews with riders and ride managers, and talk about all things endurance related. I know being a newer rider myself, I'm always looking to learn from others' experiences, which is why I'm so excited about this. Angie, can you tell us more about you? Well, as I said, I'm Angie Mickelson. I live in the southwest corner of North Dakota. I started riding, I think, before I could even walk. I rode my godparents' horses in the mountains of Montana, where we were from. No one else in my family even rides, but we were an active family. My mom played softball, golf. We skied, hiked, swam, rode four-wheelers. Okay, well, let's get real. They were three-wheelers. That ages me a little bit, but... Anyways, in the early 90s, my neighbor told me about endurance and took me to my first ride. It was a 50 in northern Idaho. I had a big gray Arab my dad had bought me from what I now know was probably a kill barn. His name was Big Will E, and I named him Willow. I later found out at this endurance ride that my neighbor took me to that he was sold by an endurance rider and had done endurance before. I Didn't get to do any rides again until the late 90s and had made my way to Minnesota by then. I've ridden endurance in many different states. Endurance is special to me because of the length of time I get to spend with my horse. I never really felt that 20 seconds in an arena was enough to even drive across town for. I love the people I've met. Some are my my very best friends. Uh, I'd even say that they are my family. Um, and the trails, what a privilege it is to see the things we see um, at these rides. Uh, right now, I have five horses. Uh, my retired guy, Tango, he was an absolute beast in his day. And honestly, he still is when I take him out. But between his age, he's 15 now, and a series of pasture injuries, he's just not quite right. When his training is increased um, to to what it takes to do endurance, he just doesn't seem like he's completely sound. So he is more or less retired and we'll just kind of do some trail riding and stuff with him. Um, I have a 12-year-old Pentavian mare who is about 165% attitude. Uh, (laughs) My friend Amber plans to take her this summer to try her out for her kids. And so I'm pretty excited to see if that works out. My other horse, Bear, is seven. He's registered half Arab, but more like three quarters or more. He has a little saddlebred in him somewhere, but you really can't see it in him at all. He's up to bat this year. He's done a couple LDs, and it's time for sink or swim and longer distances for us. The other horse I've been mainly riding the last few years is Shadow. Uh, He's a gray Arab purebred. He's 10 this year, I think. He was given to me as a four-year-old. It's been a long road to get to where we are. We've had some struggles with soundness and still trying to work on a lot of that and get through it. I'm sure we will get into more detail on our horses and horse issues in later (laughs) podcasts. Little Faithy is my, my newest addition. She's coming to 
and she's growing fast already. Uh, she's probably about 14, two, 14, three hands, and she's not even two, so I feel like she could stop growing now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like all of five, three if I stand on my tippy toes, so I really need a really tall horse, right? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I think that's a good start on me. I'll let you go, Bridget, and tell us all about you. All right. So I'm a married mom of two little kids. They are seven and almost five. Um, I live in Northeast Wyoming. I actually grew up on a dairy farm in Southeast Wisconsin, and I didn't get into horses until I was a teenager. But once I did, I never looked back. My first horse was a Morab. She let me do anything with her. I actually bought her after I earned money on my first job off of the farm at a local trail riding stable in the Northern Kettle Moraine State Forest. So my love for hitting the trail started way back then. I later moved on to quarter horses when I went off to college in Rapid City, South Dakota, and got more seriously involved in horse showing at the time. I show for several, several years pretty actively on the quarter horse circuit, showing primarily in reining. The horse I was showing was a horse I bought as a two-year-old, and he was just so nice we kept him a stud for a few years. His name is Chex, and he actually qualified for, and we attended the Quarter Horse Open World Show in 2006, which was probably my biggest accomplishment with him. He also earned a superior award in reigning. Um, it was really cool to have a horse that could do so well at the shows. I'd never had a horse that nice before. He is truly a one-of-a-kind horse. He never says no, and he has a great heart. The year after I acquired checks, I was riding colts for the people that I bought him from, and as payment, I got to pick a two- or a three-year-old. I picked a done three-year-old mare that we call China. While she's never been the horse I focused on showing, she did earn one AQHA point. She was always a good horse to ride on the trails, and my husband took a liking to her. She's primarily his horse now. He actually does take her hunting, and he just loves to trail ride on her. So the one good thing that she did for me was her and Chex produced one foal, who's my horse major. He's now 11. He got to do a little bit of everything from showing lunge line, where he won his, the first class I ever showed him in, and won the Region 2 AQHA Championship in lunge line. He also won the Center of the Nation Quarter Horse Association Paturity several times in reigning pleasure and trail. He's a great mover and a talented horse, and he's really fun to ride. A lot of exciting things happened in your AQHA world. Yes, they did, and then I kind of left it behind. <laughs> Well, I guess it's good to move forward sometimes to different things, but I didn't actually know that about you, all that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, I was pretty, uh, pretty serious about it, and uh, we, we actually showed in North Dakota a couple times at Valley City. Uh, we, went kind of, we were kind of everywhere there for a few years, and hmm. yeah, having kids kind of changed that for me. It made it much harder. So now I have my last little horse is Stormy. She's my... She's 10 this year. We raised her too. She's my little chestnut mare. And she is a chestnut mare. She stands 13-3, <laughs> hands high, and she looks like a little cow pony, which I guess what she was bred to do. She's supposed to be my rainer, but of course, I still haven't gotten her in the training where, to where I wished that she was. Um, because like I said, having kids slowly took a toll on my riding and my ability to feel ready for the horse shows. So I started backing off when I was having confidence issues that filtered down to major as he was the horse I was really trying to show at the time. Um, after my second was born in 2015, that summer we took the horses to the Bighorns for the first time and went camping and riding. And then I realized how much that I had missed that. And so we went back again in 2016 and we just had a blast. 
So in 2017, when I saw that there was an endurance ride with an intro ride that was open to everyone and every horse, only about an hour and a half away, I thought, what the heck? I'll go and I'll check it out. I already knew that I could camp with my horse and I knew I could hit the trails. So I thought, how bad could it be? I knew absolutely nothing about endurance. So imagine my surprise when I had a spicy little chestnut mare at the start when all the horses trotted off. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah, she was uh, excited. So after that ride, I told myself, in 2018, you're going to do a 25. So that spring, I started riding Stormy quite a bit, and I was because I thought I would just use her. Well, she started coming up a little bit sore, so I just decided I would take Major out one day when I was supposed to meet Hannah to go for a ride. And so I was surprised. She said, your horse could do a 25 easy. Yeah. And I hadn't even considered riding him until then. Halfway through the first 25, she told me, oh, you, you could do a 50 easy. <laughs> that's, that's Hannah. Very encouraging. Yeah. Right? So around that time was when we moved um, up to Sundance. And so I ha- suddenly found myself where I could actually ride out from the house. So it was actually really perfect because I could, you know, now we live out on gravel. And so I have a ton of space that I can just ride and not have to worry about anything. So I started, she gave me some advice on how to get him ready for the 25. So on my 35th birthday, I did my first 25 mile ride Oh, fun! <laughs> at Antelope Butte. And it was so fun. We should, you know, of course I had all my Western, you know, my barrel saddle and my Western head stall. And, but we, we went with what we had. And then we decided a couple weeks later, we would do the 25 mile ride at Fort Meade. And that's where I met Angie. Because we had intended to actually ride that Sunday, but of course it rained, and so nobody got to ride on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Um, I remember yeah. that. That was a bad yeah. ride. Like, bad was, rain. Yeah, yeah. bad like ride for you on Sunday. <laughs> yes. I was glad I was only doing the LD that day. Oh I was my. glad I did not do the 50, because that would not have been an enjoyable first 50. I'll never forget that. That was the weirdest thing. And it was, like, perfectly beautiful out, and yes, all of a sudden... I get this like beep, beep, beep on my phone and I look and it's like hail coming to Fort Meade area (laughs) riding along in a tank top and it drops to like 40 degrees and starts hailing on me. I was in ride camp and it was scary. And then when I realized that there were still people on the trail, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad. That was a memorable, memorable ride. (laughs) Two weeks after that ride, Hannah said that she was going to Basin and that I should come, that I could do 50 with her there. So I thought, what the hell? My horse is in shape. So let's go. So I did. And uh, I did think that riding in my Western saddle at that point, 50 miles was too much. (laughs) We made it. But that last 10 miles, I thought I was going to die. I was very, very sore. It really, really hurt. hurt, What hurt the most? Your knees? My my knees. Yeah. Those fenders. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea how bad that was. I like kept changing my shoes and trying to do anything that I could do at the holds to try to make it less sucky, but it, it sucked. But when we made it through, when we finished, I actually ended up riding with Cindy Collins and another gal. I can't remember her name. Um, but when we came in, they said, oh, it's your first 50. So they let me come in right before them because, of course, it was the three of us together. And so I ended up getting to finish second. And then I actually got BC that day too. How exciting. exciting. And he had a 497 for his vet score. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. He was like, did it easy. I felt like the sucker that day. Like my horse was perfect and I could barely walk. (laughs) (laughs) He is pretty cool though. Yeah. 
I'm pretty lucky. So, right, four <laughs> quarter horses. <laughs> He's okay. Just kidding. Easy, people. <laughs> so, needless to say, even though my first fifty was a painful experience, it was also very rewarding. And to me, when I first had went to that intro ride and I found out people were riding 50 miles that day, I just thought that was crazy. So <laughs> it was really neat to finally ride 50 miles and see what that felt like. Then in 2019, I had set the goal to do seven to eight fifties, which I actually did. My horse did seven and I did eight because I rode Archie and on one fifty. Yeah. And so it was exciting to exceed my expectations. I didn't expect my horse to do so well. I just, because I didn't, I guess, know how he would do. And so you did having, a back to back 50. The first weekend at Medicine Lodge last yes. year. Yes. <laughs> I, I had to leave, but I, I, had, yeah. it was. That was kind of painful too. Like, painful. <laughs> well, not only did you ride back to back days, but you rode on a horse you'd really never ridden before. Yes. And that's always hard. I think. Yes, because I, I thought so too. Move so different, and I don't know what it is, but I can be get off one horse and feel like a million bucks, and I can get off the next and ride half as far and feel like I've just been run through the ringer. Right? Do I think I remember? You know how you felt after Bighorn Fifty oh, on yeah. RT? That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah, like somebody beat me. <laughs> right. I did. I felt, remember we were joking on the trip that in order to do Tevis on Archie, I was going to have my husband beat me every day. Yes, that's how I felt. On the stairs, that was going to be my conditioning for the Tevis. I totally knew what you meant after that. I definitely needed that. But the funny thing is, is that I rode him in Bighorn and then I rode him again at Antelope Island and I did like three or four training rides on him. And then when I rode him at Tevis, I didn't hurt really at all. I mean, I, I hurt because it was Tevis. So you, I mean, you finally got used to his stride. Yeah, it's and... just weird how you get used to it. It's hard. It's, it's very, it's interesting. It's just like mm -hmm. if you go ride bike, uh, let's say you're going to go for a 25 mile bike ride. It doesn't mean that you can run or just because right. you ride a dirt bike doesn't mean you can ride a horse or whatever, vice versa. Use different muscles and use them in different ways for sure. It was pretty fun last year going to all those rides. Found out a lot about my horse and, you know, kind of how to manage him and how he does his best. Um, but he really impressed me. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what we do this 2020 ride season. I can't wait for it to get started. I know, me either. And <laughs> I was like, I kind of look forward to winter sometimes because I'm just over it. Maybe not everyone does that, but I kind of get to the point where I need a break. My horses need a break. Everyone just needs a break. Right. So I don't, I don't ride a lot in the winter. I need a break sometimes, but now I'm, I'm ready. Just come February, I'm usually itching to get out there. Right. That's me. I, I can't wait to get back out on the trail. Yeah. So what, what do you do in the meantime to stay fit? Well, <laughs> I always joke that I'm probably the only person in North Dakota that's more fit in the winter than in the summer. <laughs> I don't drink as much. I don't eat as much. I don't travel as much. So I don't eat as much crap on the road, you know, or those little snacky things that you just have to munch on just to have something to do while you drive. As we do out here, you know, three, four, 500 miles, one way to get to a ride. Mostly I, I work out most days of the week. I might take a day off here and there. Some days are harder than others, but I do a combination of running. I have a treadmill. I bike. We have stationary, well, not stationary bikes. We have our bikes that are set up on, they're called smart trainers. Oh, sweet. So we can watch TV of us 
riding like with it's called Zwift. Oh, wow. Yeah, it like controls your trainer and like if you're going up a hill on the TV, it makes your trainer go harder. So you have to shift and downshift oh. and it tells you your heart rate and how fast you're going and you can race, you can join races and race other people. I don't because most people on Zwift are very serious and they, <laughs> I just get like NASCAR the whole time I'm on it. <laughs> but I just try not to care and, and just do what I what I do and keep going. But I do a little bit of yoga. I, I should do more yoga, but sometimes I, I skip yoga and weightlifting. I try to do weightlifting. Also, yoga and weightlifting are like in the same the same thing for me. I, I struggle to get those two in, but I try. And then um, last year and or the year before, I bought snowshoes. And so I started snowshoeing around here. And that was really fun. I like that. Um, we don't really even have any snow right now, but, um, I bought cross country to my house. Do you, you do have snow? We just got more last night. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yesterday. Like, they have <laughs> snow, like north of us, south of us, everywhere, but we're like dry as dry can be. We got like a skiff last night, but it rained. Oh, gross. Yeah. It rained for like two and a half hours and then it froze. So that should Heck. be fun. I love right? that. And it's the hardest on the horses. Yeah. Definitely. You know, it rains and then it gets, they get wet and then it gets cold. I just feel bad for them. I do too. Yeah. So this year, an endurance friend, see, everything happens through endurance. Her <laughs> husband was closing out a bike and ski shop and the summer had skis for sale. And so about cross country skis, and I've never cross country skied before, but um, I downhill skied since I was young because I was from Montana and everyone in Montana skis. That's just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I started cross country skiing and even went on a little cross country ski vacation with like five or six friends from Minnesota. We got a cabin and it was like all groomed trails and we had so much fun. So we're going to do that every year now because Minnesota always has snow, right? Right. (laughs) Well, I think our snow blows to Minnesota. Right. I believe that. (laughs) Uh, So I signed up in, I think it was November or something, Miss Roberta talked me into signing up for a half marathon. Again, this will be my fifth. Uh, it's in April. Wow. And I do, I like signing up for something that's like right in the beginning of the spring so that I, whether it's a bike ride or a run or anything, just to have a goal to work towards because I'm, I'm really much more motivated if I have something on the back. Like an end goal? <laughs> yes, an end goal. Yeah. A exactly. date that you have to be ready by. Yeah. Because other works for me be too. Like, but now I'm like, I can't meh because <laughs> I'm going to die if right? I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> this half marathon is at Zion. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So it's really like we go to cool places. I've done um, antelope. I think it's Antelope Canyon, which is also in those red rock hills of Utah. Um, and I did Yellowstone once. And so, yeah, it's really cool. Jared and I have um, a gym in our house because the closest gym to us is like 65 miles away. So when we built our new garage, we put a gym in the back of it and we have our trainers in there and a treadmill. And I have an elliptical, but it's kind of big and it takes up a lot of floor space. So we didn't put it in there because we wanted room to do like yoga and lift. Cause sometimes we're lifting together and you right. 
room. So we have a whole set of weights and all the stuff in there. So it's a really cool gym and it's really, really nice. And I love it. We put all the nice rubber flooring in it. And nice. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like it almost more than going to the gym. Yeah, so, I would love that. Yeah. And it has TV in there so I can watch my beach body on demand videos. I do mostly yoga and I've done some of the the one of the lift four series and I think we talked about Pio one time I'm like it just makes me feel like the most uncoordinated person in the world you're not alone (laughs) I feel like I'm like pretty coordinated until I try to do Pio right (laughs) I'm like yeah what am I doing why is my leg doing this it's supposed to do this (laughs) I I don't know I don't I don't know I try you do the beach body stuff right I do. I yeah, got pretty into it about almost five years ago. Okay. Yep. When Lane, right up when Lane was four months old and I was like, oh, I've got to do something. And leaving the house was just not an option. And now I moved to where like going to a gym would be not, you know, I have to drive half an hour to town. <laughs> it's like, yeah. nope, I'm not going to waste that kind of time driving back and forth. So for me, like working out at home is the only way to do it. <clears throat> yeah. I like it because it's like the workouts are all planned out for me and I can just choose a program that and wear whatever help. you want. <laughs> right. Right. Like yeah, this morning I did my workout and it's doesn't like doesn't matter I, if your boobs hanging halfway out. No right? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of windows in my house. Granted I don't really have any neighbors clothes, but that would be the one time somebody would show up. <laughs> yeah. So I like you know, I like to do those just because they, I have a calendar I can follow and they come with nutrition programs and stuff too. If you're, you know, I always like to look at those too and get recipe ideas. And yeah. so I like to tend to choose a com- combination of cardio workouts and weightlifting. Um, I too really like lift four. I'm actually doing it again for like the fourth time. That's like probably oh, really? one of my favorite programs because it's four days a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also try to do some yoga and some pio, and I agree, those are hard. <laughs> I, I, and so it's like I try to make myself do them because um, I think writer's flexibility is important. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it feels like – I feel like when I'm riding more, it's even more important because it seems like that's when my muscles are, like, really stiff. <laughs> so I, I feel like I need to do those more during ride season. Right. Which I'm always like the worst for yoga and stuff during ride season. Worse than I am in the winter. Do you hear that squeak? It's Dora. She's playing with a toy. I'm like, I don't know that we want that squeak in there. But I guess these are all equestrian people. We all have right. dogs. And we do. If, you're, if you don't have a dog and endurance riding, you're <laughs> probably considered not normal. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. found a um, YouTube it's called Yoga with Elizabeth or Yoga with... Oh. Have you seen I those? Think, I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, she like has her dog in the videos. Sometimes he'll just come cruising in and lay on the mat with her. And she has an equestrian... <laughs> could be you. <laughs> I know, it, it is, except there's three of them. And Dora's licking my face. Uh, <laughs> she, she has a yoga for equestrians, too. I've heard that. Yeah, it's actually, I did it. It's pretty good. It's a lot of hip opener stuff and it it is good. And and her stuff is kind of, I guess I wouldn't call it basic, but it's, I mean, more basic than some of the, you know, some of the higher, higher tech stuff. I just don't do it enough to be able to do a freaking head. I'm with you. I like the very basic stuff. Yeah. I get too lost and too much of that. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's painful. (laughs) 
<laughs> it so is. that. So you feel yes. like you're constantly giving up and that's never good for motivation either. You right. Constantly feel like a quitter. Got <laughs> 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 to give me a little something here and there to give me, <laughs> give me motivated to continue to do it. <laughs> I know, you know, working out has really helped my riding. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, especially come springtime. I don't know, like, it's weird, though, like we talked about earlier. If I can work out all winter and be running, riding, fit for a half marathon, you know, and I'm slow. I'm not saying I'm out there top tenning the half marathon. I'm, um, can you say you're back tenning it? Or what would you yeah. <laughs> I'm like the last of the ten <laughs> rather than the first ten. I'll still go ride 20 miles and be sore. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you still have to ride. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going easy. to ride. I do tell people that yeah. when, when they're like, well, how will I know if I'm fit to do a 50 or I'm fit, you know, you're going to probably be sore, but if you're riding your horse enough to be fit for a 50, you're right. probably going to be fit for a 50. It's a mental thing to ride 50 miles too. It's kind of like with the horse though, you, if you, I think if you just plan on riding fifties, eventually just do a couple 25s and get out there and just do it like you did. Right. Because otherwise, yep. I think you just get stuck in that rut of or that worry or, you know, you just overthink it. Right. I totally agree with that. Totally. Because yeah. I think I would have overthought it if I was given the opportunity, which I wasn't because Hannah told me. I know. <laughs> I was doing a 50. <laughs> and you need somebody like that too is helpful right? to like tell you it's going to be okay before I push people in to do, I don't want people to do too much too fast either. So there's like a fine line. I'm a little right. more conservative in that sense where I would encourage people to do a little bit more of the lesser distances sometimes, but I don't want to see people fail. That's all. Right. You know, I don't want to say, Oh, you can do a 50. It's no big deal. You'll be fine. And then they're not, you know, right. For sure. And they think I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to do it. It's all your fault. I hate you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it worked out for me. I'm glad that I was pushed. <laughs> yeah. And some people do really well being pushed and some people don't. So you kind of got to feel people out too. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, everyone, I think that wraps up our very first intro episode. I hope you enjoyed getting to know us a little better and we'll tune into our next one. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram and we will discuss our next episode topic there. We'd also love it if you tell us what you would like to hear from us next. Yes. And we're on Instagram and Facebook is Talk and Trot. Yeah. T-A-L-K-I-N. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.